0: Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Thursday, July 21st. As always, I am your host with sometimes, occasionally, but certainly not always the most, Javier Reyes. You might be familiar with some of my baseball-related work at places like Baseball FYI, Friars on Base, Off the Bench Baseball, or more recently just launched Just Baseball. Or maybe pop culture entertainment, maybe by any chance that might be a little bit more down your lane. Fear not my pop culture lovers you can find some of that work at places like Nerdist Mental Floss Inverse Play Disgusting Film Cred and more and hopefully many more to come just did a piece over at Nerdist about Final Fantasy X the other day you could check that out I will link in the description if you're curious if you're bored maybe it's it's a really personal piece you might enjoy it but most importantly of this here Lockdown Padres podcast guys you can check out and follow the Twitter page of the show which is at LO underscore Padres or my personal account which is at Javapeno and that's spelled J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O and feel so inclined only, and I mean only, if you feel so inclined, you can check me out on there with any questions, comments, or concerns that you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. Today's show, guys, is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the app and join me this week on Friday for the start of the Padres game against the Miami Marlins, 7, 10 p.m. Eastern time. Be sure to find me on there at Javier Reyes, J-A-V-I-E-R-R-E-Y-E-S, and you'll get notified when my room goes live. Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports, guys. And for today's episode, we are recapping last night's Ooh, honestly, a bit of a snoozer. Uh, last night wasn't a snoozer in terms of sports in general. Uh, Shots the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, but, you know, it was a little bit of a snoozer for the Padres. So i going to go through that. Just going to give some of my thoughts, including a mini rant on, on something. And then going to continue my crossover with Mr. Dylan Short of Lockdown Braves. So, guys, we have no time to lose. Let's get into it. Last night's game, the Padres lose by a score of 1-2. to All of a sudden, Padres offense. I guess you could say they were due for a dud. Well, that's what happened here, and I mean a true sure dud because, you know, Dylan Short actually brings this up. He brings up Mr. Tukey uh, on our crossover, and he's not a particularly good pitcher, though. I mean, if you just look at his ERA through all the, you know, seasons that he's had so far, this is a guy that hasn't had an ERA below 4.03. That was the lowest in seven starts. Last year, it was 8.88. Yeah, he's not very good, but he did have that killer splitter, and he did show it off uh, last night, and, uh, and look... The Padres just gonna hit the man, and it's, it's definitely one of those things where he wasn't a guy that the Padres should get beat by. I know that he has at least some talent. Dylan talks about that a little bit more in part two of this uh, crossover, but nonetheless, uh, it was very disappointing for the Padres to get beat. Uh, Freddie Freeman, in fairness, if he's going to be the one that beats you in terms of the offense, it's understandable. The guy has been absolutely en fuego for the past month, basically. Batting 306 with a 377 on base, 491 slugging in the month of June. And in 13 games in July, uh, he's batting 400 with a 483 on base and a 700, 700 slugging percentage. Uh, So yeah, if there's someone who's going to beat you, it's Freddie Freeman. The same way, like what I said for Sunday's game, with the Padres lost 7-8 of the Nationals, if someone's going to beat you, it's, it's Juan Soto. Like, it's not that bad to lose the Juan Soto. So, I guess that's kind of the silver lining. But nonetheless, it was a little bit of a wasted outing from you, Darvish, who was, I shouldn't even say a wasted outing, because Darvish, my bad, I actually didn't realize how... Perfectly fine he was in this game and this uh, start he goes five and two thirds innings allowing two earned runs on four hits walking two striking out three granted the Braves offense has been a little bit uh, better lately but nonetheless uh, not the most inspiring. Uh, past few outings for Mr. Yu Darvish, who has, don't get me wrong, been an ace basically the majority of this year, but has uh, not having the best of, of stretches. You know, last game against the Nationals, he gives up six runs. Game before that, he gives up four to Philly. But before that, he's been pretty good. So don't get me wrong, I'm not concerned too much about Yu Darvish, but it's possible that maybe the whole sticky stuff phenomenon, that maybe it's possible he's just going to regress just a little bit. Maybe we shouldn't expect him to be as invincible as he was for the majority of the beginning of this season. I think that that might be a fair expectation. But nonetheless, still love to have him and love to watch him pitch. Uh, It is a fair concern, if people have it, that... The Padres' starting pitching has been incredibly mediocre for a long time now, so I have to imagine that AJ Prowler is going to be looking to bolster the rotation. As I've said for many episodes now, the only question is whether or not he's going to go for a super stud ace like your Max Scherzer types, or if he's going to try and get those back-of-the-end rotation guys like a Kyle Gibson, Danny Duffy, you know, guys along that line, and maybe add another bat or two. It's going to be very interesting to see what the Padres try and pull off. But uh, yeah, Guillermo Heredia was the other person who got a run for the Braves and. the the bottom of the second, Uh, and then Tommy Pham hit a sacrifice fly, which really kind of uh, epitomizes, it it really emphasizes how lackluster the offense was, Um, the fact that the only run they got was a sacrifice fly from Tommy Pham. There was one point in the bottom of the, or I'm sorry, the top of the eighth, I keep forgetting we're not home, Uh, the top of the eighth inning in which Machado flat out to center, very close, he was clearly just a tad under the pitch, Uh, unfortunately Does not hit the home run. It was close, though. And Machado's been on fire lately. Not going to lie, when it left the bat, I thought he had it. I really did. And I think he thought he had it, too. And last little thing is, speaking of that inning, that top of the eighth inning, here's my mini rant where it comes in. Mr. Chris Martin. No, not the lead vocalist of Coldplay, but the relief pitcher for the Atlanta Braves. Look, I got no beef, personal beef with the guy, but holy dear God, can you just throw the ball? I... I don't know if you guys knew this, but one of my pet peeves in baseball is always when and don't get me wrong, it's I actually don't even find it something that I necessarily endorse when it's my team's pitcher doing it, but I hate when you spend so much time checking on the runner at first. There was two times that they almost picked him off, sure, Tatis being Tatis I mean, but both times he gets back, they thought they actually called him out at one point, but then it was reviewed and he was clearly safe. And it's just like, dude, can you pitch the ball? You know what I mean? And I, I, it's just, it's just so frustrating. Like, can we just continue it, please? Stop throwing it back. You are such a nerd. You know what I mean? I, I get that you kind of have to, and I get that there's potential there, but at some point, it's like, holy dear, like it was like two pitches, pickoff attempt, pickoff attempt, and then one pitch, pickoff attempt, pickoff attempt, and then step off. Like it's just, it's, it's just frustrating. You know what I mean? I know I'm exaggerating just a little bit on that sequence of events, but still. It drives me crazy. I actually, for the record, my take on the matter is I'm really interested in the whole minor league kind of rules that they've been experimenting with at some levels and saying there's only two pickoff attempts per at-bat. There's a certain move that pitchers like If anybody watched Andy Pettit growing up that they can't do anymore and it's resulted in more stolen bases, that's my take. I love stolen bases. I think stolen bases are rad. So, honestly, I think that uh, they should try and implement that more in baseball, making it easier for guys to steal second. Seriously. I just think it would be more exciting. I'm I'm being dead serious. I just think stolen bases are cool. And I think that they're more fun in playoffs I think just because playoffs, every pitch, every at bat feels like it matters like a metric ton more. But nonetheless, I would love to see just everybody stealing 10 bases a year or at least. I mean, not everybody, but, like, you know, it would it's it's more feasible instead of just counting on, you know, that select crop of guys in the league that seem to have a decent amount of speed, speed like uh, Tatis. But uh, that's basically it for my thoughts on the game. Not a great way to start. Very excited for today's doubleheader, though, which should be a ton of fun. That'll be what I'm doing all day, basically. I'll be watching the games while I do some, you know... Work, because, you know, I do have some other jobs I have to take care of. But, guys, that about does it for my wrap-up. Let me talk to you real, real quickly about something that is very, very yummy, guys. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat, but you never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques. From... Wild Alaskan Seafood, what a name, I love it. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high quality, sustainably sourced, wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, any combination. Wild Alaskan Company seafood is how nature intended it to be. Always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. You can adjust, pause, or cancel your membership anytime, and they offer 100% satisfaction guaranteed, or your money back. And right now you can get fifteen dollars off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wild slash MLB. That's wildalaskan slash MLB for fifteen dollars off your first box. And now, guys, one more ad and then we're talking back to Dylan. Woohoo. And sometimes Hope, you gotta hang on to Hope, man. You gotta hang on. It's it's really tough. And look, I, I even said like shouts to the Atlanta fans. You've got Trey Young. Uh, apparently, like that's the only good thing that's happened in like the last right. that's all they've from- got <laughs> now. That's all they've got. But um, Ugh. yeah, it's definitely it's not a, a a great team. It's certainly certainly not an elite team, despite no. what it should have been. Um, but I don't think I would call it. They're not a, they're not a walkover. You know what I mean? It's just it's like, just really I, going. I still think right now. if they went into the if they find a
1: way to sneak into the playoffs, I don't think that this would be a World Series year for sure. But I don't think that they're like an easy out either. Like mm-hmm. if they can how i've been how i've been phrasing is there are a ton of really really good relievers available this year on the market mm-hmm. probably probably 10 or 12 if, if the braves just get me two of them then you're talking about a team that i do think can win the division because the mets are going to mets lindor's hurt now mm. degrom is on the il That's the and fear,
0: right mm-hmm.
1: degrom needs to probably like start listening to himself because the mets team doctors i don't know how you can look at a guy whose injuries have all been to one side of his body have always been like after hitting and he's telling you like yeah it's my forearm it's my shoulder it's my back all in that same area and yet somehow your doctor like oh seems fine like if it keeps (laughs) happening there's probably a reason for it and it's (laughs) like that's the running gag with the Mets. It's like Mm -hmm. you know they had was it a couple years ago they had multiple players get hand foot and mouth
0: disease like oh yeah i forgot about that it's always hilarious. something with them. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> like hilarious, but like that was weird like, that that happened. I had never heard you know, of that thing before. Just waiting
1: for somebody to pop with dengue fever or something. Like that's yeah. that's kind of how like, they can't get out of their own way. The Phillies aren't a good team either, so the the division is still there. It's not like they're mm-hmm. playing in the NL West where y'all have yeah. three teams that are almost twenty Jeez. games over five hundred and somebody's gonna get bounced.
0: Yeah, you could make the argument that three top five teams in baseball, that three of them are in the NL West. Now, to right be now. fair,
1: to be fair, I don't think the Giants have staying power.
0: Just looking up mm-hmm. and down on that roster, they are
1: not mm-hmm. a very talented roster. Uh, I don't know how. I don't know how they're doing what they're doing aside from giant magic. Like they, they're kind of like the Cardinals. They have that weird little bit of magic yeah. sometimes, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. like that voodoo. But like the Padres, they you can the Padres are in that position where you could have like two or three other people get hurt. And there's enough superstar talent where it doesn't matter. Tatis can't field a ground ball, and it doesn't matter because he's he hey, hey. up there and he's, just knocking, <laughs> no, he's just knocking the
0: cover off the ball. Yeah.
1: Like, and it's okay because if Tatis can't field, guess what? Manny Machado's there at third. Yeah. So, like, you can it's, tell it's Tatis, pretty like, fun hey, over here, Fernando, man. Just play close to the bag. That's it. It's don't, pretty don't cool. Worry. Uh,
0: it a lot of that, and just for for your listeners, I imagine too. But my take on Tatis, I've. I've called Josh Neighbors a coward for the past couple of weeks because <laughs> I, I genuinely think that the whole Trey Turner thing. It's like, don't get me wrong, yeah, he's a better defensive player. Okay, yada yada, but I don't even. I mean, Trey Turner is good, but like, oh no,
1: no, it, no, no, it's no. not Andrelton tra- Simmons. Not you know gonna what I mean? Like, he's not Andrelton, but let's yeah, let's like, just go ahead and say I would take Trey Turner over Tatis as a shortstop. If like, I don't think Tatis plays shortstop in three years. I think, I think once he kind of keeps growing, yeah. I think he gets bumped hmm. to the outfield. I think, he, it's I think possible he's going to be a right
0: it's possible with Abrams if they bring up Abrams. But my only He's, counter that is I think sure. defense can change, and he was awesome oh, last sure. year. And I think He's that the shoulder might be limiting. I think the shoulder is – Mess, it might be a mental thing because he hasn't made nearly as many errors. Uh, basically, no, it's ever really since the, the start throws. of the season. Like, yeah, everyone mm-hmm. will
1: show the ones where the ball goes under his glove and all that good stuff. And, like, yeah, that's funny to see because aha, uh-huh, major leaguer <laughs> shouldn't make that play, but it's yeah. the throws really. That, that's where Tatis is mm-hmm. making most of his errors is with the throws, and mm-hmm. most of it is coming on fairly easy plays, routine plays. In Atlanta, and in Atlanta, for the Braves fans listening, we see a lot of that with Rostin Riley. Like, if it's an easy play, that's the one time, like, if he has time to actually load, he's going to sail the throw. Happens all the time. Uh, if it's one that that you don't really have a chance to think or double clutch, then you know, then it's then it's an instinct play, and Tatis will do those. I just think Tatis will end up moving to right field because he's got the athleticism, he's got a hose, uh, and I think as he gets older, getting him less wear and tear on his legs will be better suited for his all around game if he moves to the outfield. Any time you're talking about playing like shortstop or center field, that is a hard position to carry really good offense mm-hmm. for a full season because it yeah. just saps your legs. It's like catching. I mean, yeah. you're, you're constantly moving. You're constantly ranging all over the place. It's, it's hard. It's why the Braves moved Acuna out of center field and it paid huge dividends. And luckily for the Padres, I mean, y'all have a ton of talent everywhere, but if Tati says, Hey, I want to play here now, well, sorry, whoever's there—that's where Tatis is playing now. <laughs> yeah, agreed. He can say whatever
0: he wants. It's like whatever you, yes, sir. Get out. It's like he says he old... wants the pitch. Like, all right, sorry. It's it's like the the happy, good version of like you know what was that dude's name? It was like Sean Oakman. It was like the Oregon football player. This is an old meme where it was like uh heads your tails and it's like we'll take the ball uh, yes sir like it's like one <laughs> of the that's kind of the thing with Tatis he would be like all right I want to bat second what do you oh, nope yes sir it's whatever you want that's okay. kind of the feeling around him right now for that's sure
1: that's how it is with Acuna too everybody's like man Acuna should probably hit third he's the best hitter on the team the
0: best power hitter he's mm-hmm. like
1: nope I'm a leadoff guy and it's like okay well okay
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're a <leadoff> guy. <laughs> whatever you want man um right, whatever yeah, keeps you happy whatever keeps you happy I think that Another thing I want to bring up now, which I think is is what everyone wants to know, and I actually want to phrase it in two ways. It's, it's trade deadline stuff, just, just to break it to you. You got, you got to talk about that. So what do you think the Braves should be and what do you think they will be? Because I think that the Braves, ever, especially since the Acuna injury happens, have now really been thrown into the mix. You got all those fake trade ideas popping up, the trade generators, which look really Really re- weird, by the way, for baseball Twitter. It's like not it's very new, not, hard because yeah. <laughs>
1: that that trade simulator. I love using it just because I get bored and I like to I like to fantasy baseball up my my actual roster. Mm-hmm. Um, but that one that one puts such a huge premium on control that you get some really out there trade accepts that are like that's there's no way that happens. Uh,
0: mm-hmm.
1: But I think it's hard to tell what the Braves are going to be until we get through this next couple of weeks because we got a seven seven or eight games coming up, eight games coming up versus the Phillies and the Mets. We've got a five-game set with the Mets coming up, and uh, I want to say it's next week. Like, next week is basically just Phillies and, and, and Mets. Uh, and right now, if you if you keep going through the rate that they've gone out the gates where the starting pitching is really good and the offense has been really good and it's just the bullpen dragging you down, then you'd be stupid not to be buyers. It's, it's not hard to get good relievers, and you don't have to – Really, you don't have to get elite relievers to, to be good. You just like relievers are so fickle; it doesn't really matter. Just get ones that are that don't walk people, and there's plenty of those options. Now, I'd like to see them get Richard Rodriguez or like Craig Kimbrel, bring him home. Uh, but there's other ones from that mm-hmm. Scott Barlow from the Royals I've that been should be your get. tweets.
0: I've been seeing the yeah. Kimbrel tweets. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean there's there's plenty of ways to do that. Um, if if they keep getting like if they get their doors blown off, then they'll probably sell the guys that aren't going to be here next year. It's like your Drew Smiley's your Charlie Morton's probably Dansby Swanson. If they're not planning on, cause he's probably going to be a 10 mil at least if they want to, they want to pick up that final year of our, And I, I think, I think he's a non tender guy unless he really comes on the whole second half. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is they don't really have the pieces to really bring much in return. Charlie would get you the most and he, he's not going to bring you anybody's top 10 prospect for half a season. Um, Drew Smiley's figured some things out. He might get you somebody in, like, the back half of the top 30. Um, catching, maybe somebody wants to take a bet on Darno, but he hasn't played nearly all season. He's not really going to be back until August. So you're talking about, like, Chris Martin. But he's a guy that once they took away the sticky, all of a sudden people start hitting him all the time. And that's that's one of those rough things. So I, I, don't, I don't think the Braves are in a great position to be sellers, even if they wanted to be. The mm-hmm. other aspect of that is – Uh, Liberty media, who everybody likes to trash all the time for being super cheap. Um, the bottom line is going to be their, their main goal revenue. The Braves are number one in attendance right now. If that's all they've got to count on for this year, coming off of last year in the COVID season, all the money that everybody lost Liberty Media is not going to let Alex sell. Like they're not going to be they're They're going to be like, Hey, no, go ahead and add some extra pieces and and make sure people come to the ballpark. Atlanta fans are fickle, man. If you're good, or if you're exciting, they're going to show up. If you're really bad and, and there's not good players, they're not going to come out. They're not going to support a a, a throw a throwaway team. It's, that doesn't work here. So, I honestly, I think I think it would be stupid for them not to not to try to cash in. But I also don't think it would make sense financially for them to not try and cash in. And so, I mean, I you got to get Freddie Freeman resigned. This idea that they're just going to trade Freddie for, for some parts and then try to re-sign him again in the off-season, mm. that's not going to happen. There's no way that happens. There's the whole point of Freddy's. He wants to stay a brave forever. So if you trade him to get some pieces, you've already taken away the one thing he cared about most. So at that point, why wouldn't he go to San Diego? Why wouldn't he go to LA? Like at that point, there's no reason for him not to. So I I don't think that they're going to be sellers. I think that they're going to try to piece together something to get them through until they can make some deals for some relievers. Um, Or at least I I could just be holding on hope and it influenced me, but that's going to be what I choose to believe. But for you Padres... What do you guys even do with the deadline? Cause I keep seeing like you guys are
0: targeting Joey Gallo now. I'm like, yeah, when is enough enough? Uh and Look, I make this joke a lot, but here's how trading works for the Padres. All right. AJ Prowler. He asks, he looks around and he says, is this player good? Yes. Therefore I am interested. It does right. not matter who it is, where it is. And, that's the funny part about the Padres is where, and, and look, if you go on Padres Twitter, they think the world is ending. Joe Musgrove stinks now because he's not, you know, a 2.0 ERA guy. He's he's only a 3.2 ERA guy. Whoa, what a disaster, right? Like it's – it's the, the Padres fans like to freak out, right? So part of that is you have to wade through that and you have to understand, okay, so there's definitely some concerns with the back end of the rotation, not necessarily in terms of a quality standpoint, but in terms of just an injury and maybe a little bit of a quality standpoint. Because you lose Ryan Weathers, who's been having a really nice uh, rookie season for them. And then you lose to Nelson And he's just on and off in terms of his injury stuff. We don't know exactly what we're getting from him. The he's way so he throws good, that though. slider. He's yeah, so good, though. He's so, so good. He was top five Cy Young finisher last year. Along he's with one of my, he, was, he was
1: one of my favorite. He was, yeah, Max Reed was fifth. Yeah, he was fifth um, guy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, LeMet is one of my favorites. I'm a little bit concerned that they tried that whole we'll try to just avoid mm-hmm. surgery thing because that almost mm-hmm. never works out when you're talking about ucls mm-hmm. but even so i mean i know Mackenzie gore's got the yips but like y'all still have like a top five farm system like y'all literally only yeah. gave up Luis patino and mm-hmm. yeah blake snell is not blake snell's a, a little bit overrated i, I don't mm-hmm. want to get crucified for that but like he no, transformed right. a, a, a really good 2019 uh and really good parts of 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 We've seen him be really good for a while, but I feel like he got like everybody kills Kevin Cash for taking him out of the playoffs early. Blake Snell is one of those dudes that if that curveball's not on, eventually there people are going to start going yak on it. Mm-hmm. Luckily out there, y'all got a lot of big ballparks out there. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it, it's not a big deal. And y'all got you, yeah. Darvish. Who, oh, I'm sorry, I can't, three, yeah. I can't throw my three. I can't throw my 3,200 RPM slider. Okay, let me just throw the splitter again and start doing that again.
0: Start <laughs> or messing supreme, with you another way. Or the supreme, yeah. as he calls it, which is just so cool. Uh, I, I yeah. love that man. I love him so, love much. I'm, so much. I'm
1: genuinely, I am jealous of all of i'm jealous of the way that the padres operate where it's oh hey is this guy better than who we have yeah cool all right let's bring him in i trust my farm system i trust my development staff and my drafting we will replace the guys that we give up oh he's only got one year left and eh, who cares if we beat the dodgers doesn't matter the world is kind of the
0: padres oyster basically is that the, is that the phrase yeah i think that's the phrase it's very much money. Like, yeah, because you have all these – because some people – and someone responded to me like, the Pirates have a bad draft history and all that stuff, and they they haven't developed well, which is true. However, that's pre-AJ <laughs> Preller era. Well, so It's true, but then they it, just go and
1: trade for the guys that somebody else developed.
0: Exactly. That is exactly – that's a perfect point. So part of me is like I wouldn't be furious if they did a trade for somebody. Like I, I want to maybe upgrade the – the bullpen just a tiny bit maybe, but that's not the biggest concern. It's more like, all right, can you get us a, a Danny Duffy type, you know, someone who could fill the back of the rotation. But every time I say this, Dylan, I said this in the off season, I was like, maybe, maybe, all right. All right. You don't want to maybe give up. We still got Mackenzie Gore coming up. Maybe go get a Corey Kluber or a, or, or one of these, these other guys, right? You don't have to go. And then they do the Darvish and Snell thing and Musgrove. So it's like every time I keep expecting them to just make minor additions we're going to have them sign or trade for Joey Gallo, Max Scherzer, and Kyle Gibson. Like that's It's
1: crazy. It's, it's literally not the impossible. exact opposite. It's, it's the exact opposite impossible. of how it is for the Braves. So we get all caught mm-hmm. up on, cool, we got tons of money. Ooh, Joey is available. Ooh, Trevor Story, that would be uh-huh. wonderful. And then the, like last year when it's like, okay, Max is literally the only healthy player that we have that's not a rookie. All right, so they <laughs> got to go out there. Ooh, Lance Lynn is available. Ooh, that would be nice. What do they do? Bring in. Dagum, Tommy Malone, and Robbie erlin <laughs> Tommy Malone, yeah, that was—it's the dubious honor of being the only pitcher in baseball history <laughs> to have given up 11 runs, or I think it's like it's 11 runs, or at least nine runs in two consecutive outings, yeah years apart. That, that was—he did it for the Orioles, and then mm-hmm. he did it for the Braves. That was like tough, how- tough look for my guy. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute. Hold up a minute.
0: Guys, do you know what the best protein bars in the world are? You don't. If you don't, oh my gosh, you're missing out. They are, of course, the Built Bars, guys. What I love about them, the most great variety of flavors, everything from German chocolate to lemon almond cheesecake to coconut, double to chocolate, salted caramel. They've got all sorts of flavors, including limited time flavors that pop up every now and then. All the stuff you could want. They're kind of like the Ben and Jerry's of protein bars. All sorts of flavors. It's really great. Soft and easy to chew. Covered in 100% chocolate. And of course, they are healthy for you. Check out the macros on these things. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. Only 4 to 5 grams of sugar. And only 4 to 5 grams net carbs. Guys, even more stuff on top of that. I've got an offer for you. You can go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Remember, that is promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Guys, really good stuff there. And also, today's episode is brought to you in part by Fully Loaded Chew. Fully Loaded Chew is tobacco-free, long-cut and patches that give you the same pack, dip, spit, and buzz you're used to without tobacco. Available in nine flavors, Fully Loaded Chew is made with all food-grade ingredients and tobacco-free nicotine, the purest form of nicotine. Available. It's the only moist nicotine pouch on the market. All other nicotine pouches are dry, white pouches. Nothing dips, spits, and packs like Fully Loaded. And Fully Loaded Chew is offering Locked On Pottery's listeners a special offer. Right now, you can try a can for just $1. That's right, just one buck, one buckaroo. Go to www.fullyloadedchew and use promo code LOCKED ON. Just $1 and free shipping if you use the code LOCKED ON, guys, at checkout. Next time you go for a dip, make it Fully Loaded Chew. Fullyloadedchew.com.
1: I mean I the Braves it, for us I mean you kind of look at who the normal trading partners are. Luckily the Cubs are going to be in fire sale mode so the Braves could probably try to pick apart because they've got they've got a couple they've got three really quality relievers. Kimbrel, Chafin, and Ryan Tapera. Tapera, you're not going to know about very much but Tapera is a very very solid reliever. He's done a very good job. Obviously they're selling off Javi Baez um, yeah. Who I don't have a ton of interest in myself because he's basically just Dansby. Um, yeah. <laughs> or he's he's either going mammo or he's going to K forty percent of the time um, with a, with a if, good glove. But it's like,
0: eh. yeah, are, are but we also bonehead? Sometimes if that falls off. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. He's been injured this year. I mean, they're going to sell off a few of their position players, but I don't think the Braves are like I. I want them to go. Like I keep saying, like maybe randy or Rosarena from the rays uh Marte hmm. Marte obviously would be like brian i'm i'm on the brian reynolds and richard rodriguez kick that's what i want and the pirates are always bad they're not going to be good for like another four or five years so i do think you could get them sorry ethan if you're listening um but it's true i know you've got you brian hayes but you still got no pitching um We'll we'll see if they – but that's going to cost because Reynolds is under control for a long time, and he is really, really good. And so that would cost a lot. And to this point, Alex hasn't missed the playoffs since like 2012 or like 2014, something crazy. He's been in the playoffs for a long time consecutively. But since he's come to the Braves, he's also never dealt a prospect higher than number 10, and that number 10 was Colby Allard, who really had fallen off majorly when they traded him to Texas for Chris Martin like Colby had been the number one prospect in the system for like six or seven, well, about four years. Then came up and all of a sudden is, Oh, he's throwing 89 miles an hour and he's getting hit out of the yard all the time. So he got bumped down to 10 and he, he wouldn't have been in the, he probably wouldn't have been in the top 15 if he'd stayed in the system for another year or two. Uh, They traded Joey Wentz, who was number 12 at the time to bring in Shane green. So the weird thing is Alex, Alex hates trading big prospects, but the biggest prospects he's traded has been for relievers, which is a little bit kind of, backwards to me so i don't i don't want to seem like i'm saying oh yeah the braves are definitely gonna win this because alex is a really good gm mm-hmm. i don't agree with him on a lot of the things he does i think i honestly personally i think that when he dealt noah Syndergaard and travis Darno for ra dickey that it kind of like burned him and it's kind of yeah. ruined him forever a little bit made him gun shy um but this is the year oh, man interesting it, it, mm-hmm. you got to kind of do that at this point i mean because since then he hasn't traded a big time prospect so for the That's braves interesting I like the that. Braves have about kind of done this. Him a little bit, yeah. That's interesting. He's like a little gun this. shy now. Mm-hmm. They've been doing this thing where they've been holding on to prospects, and the problem is, whenever you start a rebuild centered around pitching. The idea is pitching is always a hot commodity. So if you acquire a ton of pitchers, knowing that you're still only going to have five starters who are your main starters, you probably need six or seven anyway who can start, but five or six, you draft 14 of them, you got to start dealing them because you can't just let them waste away in AAA because then you start to lose the value of the contract mm-hmm. and you can't you can't wait to see. you You have to make your determination quickly about which ones are the good ones and which ones are going to flame out because if you wait to see it, Everybody else gets to see it too. That's why guys like Kyle Wright or Sean Newcomb, or even Tuki Tucson, mm-hmm. despite the fact that he's been pitching really well, we'll see him tomorrow. Um, Who's that? Other those guys guy have too? kind of misplayed a lot. Bryce Wilson, they've they've misplayed a lot of their value. Kyle Evich, has done really Fulton well. Evich, was that one. Folti,
0: yeah. So Fulty
1: was one that they traded. Uh, that was one of the first big trades of the rebuild. That mm-hmm. was Evan Gaddis going to Houston. Oh yeah, and Evan the Braves Gattis. got. Fultonevich and Rio Ruiz in that deal, and then Fulty had that bomber 2018, and then just from then on it was just so bad for him. He yeah. he had another 10 run outing in like two thirds of an inning the other night, and you feel bad for him. This Fulty's a good dude, um, but he he just gets in this mode where like when he leaves it up, he gets crushed. And for San Diego, you guys you guys get. You guys are kind of in that same boat, except AJ's like, all right, cool. I don't mind dealing prospects. I'll just get some more. So, like, I don't know how he's been able to work this idea where he's getting top notch players without giving up top 10 talent. It's kind of weird and crazy. Um, but even so, like, it's not like it would really matter that much because there's not a lot of holes that are filled with older players on your team either. Mm-hmm. Like, AJ's just waiting for the chance that he gets to get that Eric Hosman money and that Will Myers money off the books. As yeah. soon as that happens, he's going crazy. Oh, I know. But, I know. can you imagine like, that day will be a dude, glorious be, day in Padres history, I wouldn't especially for Hosmer I, I really wouldn't be shocked if he finds a taker for Will Myers like Will's hitting pretty decent right now and Hosmer's Hosmer but but yeah if, no if one's you, taking Hosmer no <laughs> no happening. that was that was a like that's one of the cool things about AJ is like that turned around in a hurry because it did not start off good that was a mm-hmm. from the moment he offered that contract everybody's like what are you doing yeah like okay, Hosmer is a decent fielder, but he literally hits everything into the ground. He's mm-hmm. like six, eight, and 400 pounds and can hit the ball 2,000 miles, but he hits it right into the ground. What are you doing?
0: Yeah. Um, you know, How and is the Will Myers thing. Lately, deservedly so. I
1: mean, he he's, he's not, is he splitting time with Myers or has Myers played right field all season?
0: No, Myers plays right field all season,
1: yeah. Okay. So, if Myers could play first base, then I think that he would probably stay there for a while, but the fact that Myers is only 13 and a half million next year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked if he's still on the team, if they can find a taker for, for that, but I wouldn't be shocked if somebody is like, you know, I'd like to lengthen my lineup, blah, blah, blah. All right. Mm-hmm. We'll add in Will Myers. So like there's so much that the potteries can do. And that's part and parcel because they have, you know, the, they, they've done really well by having good young talent at the top of their system so that they can take these super high upside high schoolers mm-hmm. like CJ Abrams. I mean, I was never super big on C.J. Irvin's, if I'm being honest, because I hated his swing and I hated his setup. Some um, people did, yep. But he's been incredible, and it sucks that he got hurt because he was on a yeah. real run. Top uh, 10 prospect
0: even, in baseball, yeah.
1: Probably, I would probably call him the number three shortstop prospect in baseball. Obviously, mm-hmm. Bobby Witt's probably number one. Um, I might call him number two, to be honest. I mean, that's mm-hmm. he, he's been that good, and it's its really just because Bobby Witt Jr. is a stud. Um but I mean that they've done that with a lot of positions. I mean, that's it's it's an embarrassment of riches. I mean, the, the pitching is incredible. I mean, yeah. you have somebody get hurt, okay, here's Adrian Morahone, oh Morahone gets hurt, okay, here's Michael Baez, okay, oh, here's Ryan Weathers, oh, here's a, another one. Just Austin oh, Adams, and another whatever. Austin Gellms, whatever. Whatever. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. It's just, hey, here's another one. Oh, and this guy also throws a hundred.
0: It's very I think you make a great point this because one of the things about the AJ Preller era is some people, they do bring up the Hosmer thing. They bring up the fact that he traded for, for Will Myers. And what did he trade? He traded Trey Turner, who we just brought up at the beginning of the podcast, but every time he misses and there are some people who believe that, the Hosmer signing was influenced by ownership wanting to make a splash and be like, here's a veteran, World Series champion, Maybe. right? It could, it could like, have been a culture thing. Possible. It could have been a, hey, it's we need possible. to get somebody in here who's mm-hmm. used to winning and blah, blah, blah. But People like, time, ownership does that. Yeah, but every time he misses, say, oh, the Blake Snell thing has been a miss. But there's Musgrove and then Darvish, right? And it's, oh, he missed on the Trey Turner thing. But then he traded for a guy named Ferdinand Tatis Jr., right? Like for so, James every time, Shields. Yeah, for James Shields. That is, I mean... But our list of locked out will be prospects did like the the top ten worst trades, and, and don't get me wrong, I do believe the Pirates one is worse. The Pirates one is so, so, so bad. on every level it's on it's it doesn't make sense when you look at it it would have been
1: a bad trade one for any of those guys like if it had just been austin
0: meadows straight up for 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 chris for chris archer that would have been bad but you
1: god how do you throw in shane baz as the player to be named later like as the throw-in what are you
0: doing oh it's it's i'm sorry Ethan smith of lockdown pirates but uh Dylan, do you have any final like i guess takes or i don't know questions about the Pirates or what have you let's do it
1: I would like to know in in like, Mm -hmm. I don't get to watch all of the, NL West mostly because I hate the Dodgers. uh, And I hate that they have I I hate that they have one of the smartest teams in baseball, the most money in baseball and one of the best farm development systems in baseball. I don't feel that it's fair that you can have all of those things. You should only be able to have one of them. Um, But y'all keep kind of battling back and forth for second and third. Mm-hmm. Is that still the main focus for for Padres fans is beat the Dodgers? Like, is everybody just kind of accepting, like expecting the Giants to fall off? Or is anything in or like, hmm,
0: something screwy with this Giants team? I think that it's, it's more of a just beat the Dodgers. And they've been very good against the Dodgers, seven and three against them on the year. But it's very much like, and I think that's one of the issues that why Padres fans get frustrated, where they're, they're just kind of not used to seeing the team being this full of depth and so good that they have to realize that, it's them being third in the division isn't it's just that they have it's like historically good the nl west right now right it's just historically deep so that's kind of the the the, the issue there where you're it's not that you're bad it's just that it happens to be at the other and that doesn't mean that you're that there's some issue here oh well our pitching is lacking it's not that it's just that they're they're an a minus while you have an a plus in the division, unfortunately. Right. So you got
1: like 20 games over 500. My team hasn't spent a day over 500 this year. One of yeah, three exactly. teams, one of three teams in baseball and two of them are in the NL East. And the other one is the
0: pirates. It's just not great. It's just not great. But I think that the, the, the thinking about the Padres right now is probably by, but I think the smart folks are thinking are more along the line of let's, Bolster the back end of the rotation, but you don't need to trade for a Max Scherzer type of quality guy, especially because the market, everybody needs a pitcher right now. So it's not like it's not like there's a ton of them. (laughs) To be honest, I I don't know that I would buy Max Scherzer anyway. It's not that
1: Max is a bad pitcher. mm -hmm. I think he's still a good pitcher, but he was he was also one of the most heavily rumored substance users uh, sticky mm. substance i don't i want to be clear okay. on that i'm not okay. ever implying that be he was a, <laughs> a roid guy um, but but max has long been rumored to be one of these sub like sticky substance guys not mm. like verlander which by the way everybody likes to rag on garrett cole you know justin verlander is is the guy no. like if you're tracing back know, all the way man. Verlander's the guy that started the spider attack. Oh my god, man! Like, and you don't go from being almost out. out of the league to yeah. throwing like thirty two hundred RPM
0: fastballs. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. that dude.
1: That dude's on now. level. Say it now.
0: Say it now. Like, like. like and the other part of it is him being the whole like ban everybody for the season or whatever quote yep. he had. And then you, it's almost like he's lucky that he's that plague right now. Cause it's, he would be getting, that's my thought. Exactly. To a crisp.
1: Right like if, if he they wouldn't be able hurt, to identify
0: the body. That's how yeah, I mean, would be it'd be get.
1: horrible. I mean, you know, all, all those poor darn Astros. Oh, well, uh, um, well.
0: <laughs> but you know, it is,
1: it is one of those things where like, it's hard to fathom that a rivalry, a college rivalry, pettiness between Trevor Bauer and Garrett Cole ruined pitchers forever <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, these two dudes have held a grudge against each other since they were teammates at UCLA you're talking like a 10 or 12 year grudge of just pure pettiness and that just cost everybody everything
0: sometimes that's just the way the cookie crumbles bad uh Dylan this has been a blast. Uh, this lived up to all the hype. I was so excited to talk about the Brave stuff. I love seeing you nerd out about a team that, even though they've been disappointing, there's clearly a lot of love there, and I love it. And I'm excited for this series. we got Darvish going tonight for the who Who is going for the Braves? Is it, is it Freed by any chance?
1: Uh, I think it's Kyle Muller tonight.
0: It looks like – so everyone's going to be hearing this the day after. It's Kyle Muller versus Udar's first game of the series. And then, and then it tomorrow – Tuesday like...
1: will be Tukey, and then I don't know who's pitching. I think that was a TBA on you guys. Yeah. Uh, it's TBD. very
0: weird right now for the Padres
1: rotation. Because it would have been – I think it would have been – it would have been weather's start on Tuesday. Yeah. So um, I don't know. that Y'all might do a bullpen game. It's not like you don't have 40,000 bullpen guys who could throw three innings plus.
0: Agreed. Agreed. Uh,
1: it should be a fun series. I'm, I I wish that we'd gotten the lineup to where it could have been like Freed versus Darvish or like even Charlie Morton versus Darvish. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be cool. Like, y'all are going to get to see Tukey for the first time. And if Tuki's right, watch his curveball and watch his split change. I am a big split change guy. That's my favorite pitch in baseball. And next to Kenta Maeda, Tukey has, has a top five split change in
0: baseball. It's really, really fun to see. I can't wait. I can't wait, uh, Dylan. It's been a blast, and hopefully, uh, keep up the anime tweets. I miss them. I feel like you haven't done them as much lately. And keep no, up the my tweets son's in busy general.
1: watching. By the way, my son is still watching Dragon Ball Super. We've almost oh, nice. finished the nice. Tournament of Power arc, uh, so we should be getting him just in time <laughs> to get ready for the next setup where granola comes in.
0: I just never got full bore into Dragon Ball. I played the video games. That and seems so out crazy story, to me. And then I just was like, I, I, I was, I was good. I was good. I don't know how to explain it. It's so fundamental to this art oh, form, but this medium that we, we I, love. Uh, but it's just kind of, I don't know. Ha- I it does anymore for me.
1: We finished Shapudin, finally. Oh, wow. Um, wow, Okay. We got a couple episodes into Boruto, and Boruto's garbage. So I was
0: like, eh, well, forget about that. My biggest issue with Boruto is that it came out right after Shippuden ended. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've been well, following also, this since I was in middle school, and I was like, also, emotional as hell. That you start again. Very. Well, you could have had Naruto.
1: You could have had Naruto look like Minato, and instead you
0: made him look. Oh, I know. Like how they. That's did. another thing. You dropped the ball yeah. majorly. Oh, you dropped the bag. I don't know what they were thinking about that one, but I barely watch any. The only thing I've seen with Baruto is the little movie, which I thought was very heartwarming in its own way. And to me, I don't acknowledge anything after that. That was all right. That was a <laughs> that's nice, that's, that's my nice actor. What's it called? The prologue, right? Is that the, yeah, is it the prologue? Like, yeah, there we go. Uh,
1: epilogue, the epilogue. Epilogue. Right there. Epilogue. It's, it's,
0: there the end. it's just tying uh, in everything. Mm-hmm. It was really cool. I love Naruto forever, but yeah, as always, Dylan, uh pleasure talking with you, even though this is the first time we've actually technically talked on the podcast, but, uh, Stay golden, man. Hey, it'll be fun. Don't don't go too hard on us. <laughs> we'll we'll do. All right, buddy. And zip zap, de, doo da boingo, everybody. That is it for my chat with Mr. Dylan Short of Locked On Braves. I hope you enjoyed it. And before we wrap things up for good for today's episode. Betting on the Padres doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. It's a really, really good one, guys. Those two do not miss. I Trust me really good uh, in terms of the future of this podcast guys expect for the rest of the week some recaps going to be definitely recapping this doubleheader on tomorrow's show and also going to be doing some locked on marlins crossing over for uh, the rest of the week should be a whole lot of fun i'm genuinely extremely excited for that so look forward to that on thursday and friday uh, or just one of the days or both whatever you just bottom line it's going to be awesome talking with arm and the last thing i want to say is look uh, I know that the Padres have been a little bit of a frustrating team, very up and down. You can never really, you don't know what to expect sometimes. And I just want to say for these next two weeks, very excited to cover the trade deadline and talk to you guys and converse with you guys on Twitter and all that stuff, if you so uh, so choose. And also, look, I'm i I've talked about it on the podcast before. Chris Paul is my most favorite athlete ever. And last night, the Phoenix Suns lost the finals. He played a pretty decent game actually, but Giannis was absolutely phenomenal, but I have to admit, it stung, I am still sad about it, Uh, as I record this at night, I am, it's a sting, I haven't had many sports W's for the majority of my life, Uh, but I must say, one, I do like Giannis, so it's not the worst, it's not like we're losing the Boston Celtics, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm so grateful that I have the Padres, that these days, it's kind of hard for me to get upset with sports things, you know, so as many times as they may lose, let's just remember onwards, you know? The season goes on. There's a lot to be excited about if you're a Padres fan. This team has changed my life in a number of ways, and I'm just really grateful for that. And I have to admit, it's helped ease the pain of yet another, again, the Chris Paul experience for me, which has been filled with a lot of highs in terms of just genuinely loving how he plays the game, and also lows because I never see him win a championship. But, uh, hey, still happy to be with the Padres, guys. And with that all being said, that about does it for the Locked On Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitchers, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Malay, Overcast, wherever. And you can, of course, send me some five-star views on the Apple Podcast app. I'd greatly appreciate that. Might actually do a little bit of a mini call for some mailbag questions for next week because it's my birthday next Friday. So maybe, I don't know, maybe we're... I, I know we just had a mailbag, but I don't know. Send me some stuff. We'll see what happens. All right, uh... Remember to follow the show or myself on Twitter. And until next time, stay safe and, of course, stay faithful. My Friar Faithful homies, take care.